Welcome to the Nurse Becoming podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Guarneri from the Resume RX, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to empowering and encouraging nurses along your path of professional and self discovery. As a nurse practitioner, mom, and business owner, I'm on a mission to help you figure out how to leave your lasting impact on the world, all while bravely and fearlessly growing along the way. Join me for honest conversations and inspiring stories about personal and professional growth, all through the lens of nursing. Hello, and welcome back to the Nurse Becoming Podcast. It's your host, Amanda. As always, so happy to have you listening today. We have an interview episode for you today. I actually just finished interviewing our guest, and I am very, very excited to introduce you to her. I am talking today to Dr. Patrice Little, who is a doctorally prepared nurse practitioner and the founder of NP Student Magazine. So if you don't already know Patrice. If you don't already know this publication, we're going to talk about it quite a bit in the episode. So super valuable if you are an NP student, if you're a future NP student, or if you are an NP who has students. We are going to talk today about Patrice's journey herself, but also the importance of nurse voices in the media and how Patrice married her interests of media and science to kind of create this wonderful platform called NP Student Magazine. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. I hope that you will consider uh, after listening to this episode, how you too could also contribute your voice in some way to the media, whether it's writing an article or being a featured voice or face on some sort of more mainstream media avenue. I hope that this is something that inspires you to really get involved beyond the clinical bubble that sometimes we limit ourselves to. So without further ado, let's dive into the interview. Dr. Patrice Little, welcome to the show. It's so nice to see you. It's good to be here. Thank you. (laughs) Of course. I'm excited to share you with my audience today. And I know I've already introduced you in in the introduction, but I'd love for you to kick off the episode by introducing yourself in your own words, and then we'll kind of take it from there. Usually when I do an introduction, I'm like, where do I begin? So (laughs) I always like to begin where I give like the credit to, um, I'm first generation American. So I was the first one to be born in the United States on my dad and the third one to be born on the United States for my mom. So I have a strong Jamaican influence, which has a lot to do with the work ethic that I have. And just to fast forward with that, I've always been someone who liked the arts and um, was passionate about doing entertainment. But with our how our culture is, we're always told three things, doctor, lawyer, and engineer. Okay. <laughs> so we have all of those in our family. I happen to opt for being a nurse practitioner, which they said, what is that? And so when I decided to take that route after working as a high school teacher, so nursing is my second career, um, <laughs> it was it was very new for our family. But what ended up unfolding eventually, like with time, is me finally putting my passion together, marrying it to what I am as a nurse practitioner. So that's just briefly it, just telling about myself 
as far as like career. Personally, I'm, I've been married for 16 years and we have two beautiful children. One will be 14 in the next week. Um, at the time of us <laughs> talking, uh, doing this interview. And then the other one is eight. So that's basically it. Aside from that, I love to dance and sing and eat. <laughs> love it. I love it. You are always so like full of life and it's always such a joy to talk to. I feel like you know, the few times that we've had a chance mm-hmm. to talk, you know, not in an yeah. interview setting. Yes, we talk about you know, work stuff and nurse practitioner stuff, but it's always nice to also connect with you personally because I feel like you really infuse that into all of your interactions. So even in your introduction, that is, you know, very evident that you are a nurse practitioner, but you're not just a nurse practitioner. Like it, mm-hmm. it sounds like that's not your identity. Would you agree with that? I agree. It was becoming an NP was something that I st- like stumbled over, quite frankly. My first degree is biology pre-med. And I was thinking about going to med school, especially being the oldest. There was a lot of pressure on me being the first one. Um, now, my, my I have a younger sister who is a surgeon. <laughs> so thank God, like they got their dream. Okay. <laughs> but my identity has always been with the arts. I'm very artistic. I love entertainment. I love talking, as you can see writing. Those are the things that that's my element. And that's when I'm at in my most like comfort place. And often people will say, oh, step out your comfort zone. But what they have to understand is like when something is like divinely intertwining your DNA and what you're meant to do, there should always be a level of comfort. It should always become naturally. It should be a form of authenticity that's with it. And it's so obvious, <laughs> quite frankly, most individuals don't realize, and you know this, Amanda, it's so easy to point out those who function in their authenticity and those who are just trying to figure out, well, do I do this or do I do, because they're all over the place. Mm. And even though like with my platform, which we'll talk about later, MP Student Magazine, even though it took some time to build the foundation, one thing I could surely stand on is that I've been consistent. I'm not all over the place. It's either me and MP Student Magazine or me as an author where I talk about my life story. But either way you go, my gift is communication. And that's what I share with the world. The magazine was just an avenue for me to open up the doors for other individuals to express their artistic nature that we're not often presented with the opportunity in nursing. Nursing is a skill. We get to do that. We're trained to do that. But above all, it's important that you stay in touch with yourself. Yes, I love that. That is such great advice for everyone. And I feel I feel like I've only come to that knowing and that knowledge in my 30s, I think, you know, I was always someone who really did what was expected of me and and didn't listen to what Amanda wanted. And, you know, once you come to that point and that maturity and that realization, you can't stop doing it and you can't stop telling other people not to do it. Exactly. And 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 they know, and when people see you in the element, they're gonna be like, oh my God, that's you. They're going to even they they will even tell you. People will say, Yeah, you were made for that. And you're absolutely right, Amanda. That's exactly what happened to me in my 30s. It was like, when am I gonna do what I want to do? And by that time, it's like you're married, you have the responsibility of being a wife and uh, a mother and all this stuff, and you have it. And that's where depression goes in. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm huge about talking about uh, mental health and my challenges with living with PTSD, um, which is why sometimes people see me kind of retreat. <laughs> it's not because I'm a cancer. It's just, it's <laughs> a form of, um, of, of coping. 
because of the, the fact that is sometimes when you are, it's like there's a social construct that was designed and we're told to check off everything on that list. And like, and when you do it for, especially for us women who are tuning in, when you do that, when you're told, get the degree, get married right after college, <laughs> that's when you get married, right? Find the guy in college, get married, get the, you know, have children, be involved in all the activities and forget you because now it's about grooming them to be prepared to be an adult and repeat the exact same cycle. And it has, and it had to stop with me. And I, you know, I don't, I, and I'm not complaining. I don't have regrets because there was a lot that I've learned and I can impart and share with others. But you're absolutely right. It it comes to a point where when you're not living for you, that's why sometimes things seep up as anxiety. Well, you're anxious because you're doing something <laughs> that you're not supposed to do. Yeah. Your depression is because you're depressed because you feel pulled back because you're not even shining as your authentic self. So those were that's where some of those diagnoses come from when we get there. I mean, there's other things that contribute to it, but oftentimes there's that underlining spiritual aspect. When you're not centered, you're going to end up um, feeling down. Yeah. So you said that you kind of always had this knowing and this interest in the arts. And I'm wondering when it was that you ended up marrying the two uh, and kind of emerged into being a nurse and also having a media presence. I'd love for you to tell us that that story and- Okay, will do. So um, I always like to go back to elementary school because there's a message behind everything I say because I'm a storyteller. So oftentimes we are introduced to who we are destined to be early in childhood by chance. It's just we're all not paying attention. And when I was in third grade, I won this um, poetry, like just writing competition. And then from there, I just continued to do writing. But what happened is it kept open up doors. Like I would get scholarships from writing an essay or internships because of how my essay was written and had the opportunity to even complete my um, first degree being a published author before I graduated with the biology pre-med degree. And usually how it works is everybody knows usually you're not published until you get into your master's level. Well, my writing, which was my natural gift, which followed me all the way through, I kept doing it no matter what, is what opened up those doors for me. So that's the writing part. So the entertainment part, how that happened about is that, of course, most of you guys could tell because of how poised I am. And it's not that I'm trying, but I did pageantry. So competing in pageants, prelim for um, Miss America and prelims for as a married woman for Mrs. America, doing those particular pageants, even though I never won. But <laughs> what happens is it actually helps you with preparation to uh, speak impromptu and just how to be poised. But also the cool thing about pageants is early on, you have to identify a platform, something that you stand for no matter what because the judges can read right through you. They know if you began that platform overnight and said, hey, you know what? I signed up for the pageant. I'm going to do this platform for four months, and then I'm going to compete and talk about it. So they know if you eat, sleep, and breathe that platform. So what happens is my platform, which was really, I have a, I don't talk about it much, but it was a, a company called Beyond the Voice, and I put that on pause, but it was a support group for adult survivors of child abuse. That is my story. I endured um, physical, emotional, and verbal abuse for my dad until I was uh, 27, which is a long time because I was actually married then. 
So that was the last time he um, physically attacked me. So that was a huge part of my platform as far as talking about the disciplines to have in your life as you move forward. Because in order to be functional in society, you really have to understand that any type of childhood trauma, whether it's what I share, what I'm sharing with you now, or anything else, even homelessness, people, everyone has a different story being in a, there's another nurse who has an amazing story about being in foster care. So any of those types of stories, they play a major role in your life. And oftentimes people say, oh, that was then, I don't want to deal with it anymore. But when you embrace all of you, you make yourself relatable to individuals. Pageantry was a platform that allowed me to do that. And through pageantry, I had opportunities that come about. That's where I got my first agent in 2017 to do um, television and so one of the judges was like, I think you should do, you know, share your story and be on TV. This is how I see you. So oftentimes when you do not win, because individuals are like, why do you spend so much money? Why do you sign up for people to judge you? Nobody wants to be <laughs> judged. <laughs> like I'm telling you, and, and I'm so happy I'm not doing it anymore because I mean, I like to eat, you know, <laughs> on a good day, I like to be between an 8, 10, and sometimes I get up to a 12. But when you do pageantry for that particular platform, because it wasn't like a full figure one, but there's full figure ones out there. But when you do the general one, you do need to be a particular size. It just is what it is. So I'm like, ah. <laughs> so to get back to the point, because I digressed a bit, is she said, I think you should do like television. Do you have an agent? No. And that's how I ended up on a speakers bureau, but it was for a Christian uh, speakers bureau, which is good because I talk a lot about the religious component that helped me move forward in my life to be here where I am today. So that's how that opened up the doors with um, television and I would do local television. And then I've always been a writer and I wanted to be a better mom. So I started volunteering for Atlanta Parent Magazine and writing for them and doing like reviews like um, medieval times or going to a park called like Playtown Swanee. I would do reviews and write on the reviews and talk about different types of theme parks and things like that in, in Georgia. I'm just, not really theme parks, but like attractions, pardon me, attractions. Uh, and so what that allowed me to do was still meet the goal that I wanted to do as a mom and a wife to spend more quality, spend quality time with my family at the same time, build my portfolio with writing. Then we'll fast forward to MP Student Magazine because we took the scenic route. When I was completing my DMP project, which was focused on unification of APRN voices, so we can be able to increase access to care. So in layman's term, I was really trying to get all the APRNs in Georgia to come up with one cohesive message to present to our state legislators so we can get full practice authority. So that's it <laughs> in those terms. And during the process, I did a lot of interaction with the um, those individuals at the Capitol and some physicians, and there were themes, additional themes that identified that it wasn't time to pursue because I needed to complete a DMP because a finished project is a good project. <laughs> <laughs> All things start folding. You can't pursue, can't be like Dory when you're doing a DMP program. So that's when I said, there needs to be, if we're talking about voices, then there needs to be a platform for them to 
put their voices on. So magazines are completely different from journals. Oftentimes people come and they try to contribute and I'm like, this is different. And they get frustrated. And it's like, don't get frustrated. Just adapt to what it is. (laughs) Magazines are informal, they're informative, and they're fun. So informal in the sense that we don't use scholarly jargon. We don't use APA format. So that's what I mean by informal, not the texting (laughs) type of (laughs) vernacular. But they are also informative. The platform is for everyone to share their story. Like I, you know, I'm I'm grateful that I've been able to put this foundation together. But this is also a call to action to you guys who are tuning in. This is a great platform for you to share. Everyone has a story. My favorite story in MP Student Magazine was um, I believe her name was Charlotte Minima. I'm probably mispronouncing her surname, but she mentioned about what it was like to navigate through a miscarriage while finishing NP school. Hmm. Those stories and like those things are relatable because we now as nurses, we see each other as people. Oftentimes when we get into the field, it's this like sometimes this competition instead of camaraderie. And we're not realizing that we're all going through the same thing. And that's why MP Student Magazine, when I built it, the whole foundation has to do with the reflection of the will of life. MP School is only one of the seven aspects of life. After that, you have, you know, your finances, your love life. That's important. I've had people comment and say, well, I don't, I just don't have one. Well, guess what? Based on the statistics, because you know your girl be studying that. (laughs) Majority of the individuals at MP School are either married or actively in a relationship. So I'm sorry, I'm not going to flip my magazine for that one person who was like, well, I just don't have one. Okay, we can talk about that. You can contribute that story because there's probably 1% that is still out there that has the same viewpoint and that is okay. It's always okay. And that's it's important for us to understand that no matter what your story is, it's okay. Because there is someone who can identify with it. But that's what this platform is about because I realized, hey, I didn't know. I mean, it seemed like a path unfolded for me. And I said, why not? I put a path together for individuals to pattern. And then for those who are interested and who are maybe destined to do it, and then it will continue to unfold for them. Most of the times people just need a start. And that's what pageantry was. I didn't win, but it was a start for me to segue into that. And I have good news after that, but I'll tell you in a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just want to say, or I want to ask, like, why, if I'm a nurse, nurse practitioner, an NP student, like, why is it important for me to even consider informal publications as opposed to, I know you said, like, there are all these different domains of life. and, And so is it important for me to read and also contribute like, how do I know where, where I fall? Like, is this something I should be reading or should I definitely be writing even if I don't have a background writing? Awesome. So I think for the beginning, you should, to answer the first question, to do what's best for you. So in the moment while you're in school, technically you may not have time to contribute an article. So I usually encourage students to um, maybe write during your down season. So we're getting ready to segue into just another break, right? So we're getting ready to segue into another break. So during your break is when you can write that one article. You don't have to contribute consistently. So that's one thing. Um, The second thing is the article serves as a form of mentorship. 
So originally when I started it, I was kind of like unsure and I wasn't as quick with collaborating with anyone. And and it may have come across like, oh my God, she's mean. She doesn't want to work with anyone. No, what happened is I knew what I wanted to do with the magazine, but as far as the unfolding and how to make it work for the best for everyone. And so the mentorship part comes in where we interview different platforms out there, like different types of supplemental resources. Like the cool thing is like, Amanda, with your NP, the MP Society, that is a great resource for students to segue into during when they're getting ready to graduate or even when they need help while they're in school. It's important that you know what's all out there. That's what magazines do. Our job is to let you know what's in and what's up, okay? (laughs) So that's why you should tune in to MP Student Magazine. Hey there, friend. If you are a brand new nurse practitioner or an NP student nearing graduation, I have the perfect resource for you that will help you get all your ducks in a row as you get started with your job search. It's called the Nurse Practitioner Graduation Survival Guide, and you can get it totally free at my website at theresumerx.com slash NPgrad. This guide will help break down the glossary of all the terms and acronyms that you will need to be applying for. Think like NPI and DEA, as well as giving you the typical timeline of everything that needs to happen before you can start working as an NP. I can't wait for you to snag this guide so you can stop worrying about everything you need to do before you can be legit. Go ahead to theresumerx.com slash NPgrad and get it for free. Can't wait to hear what you think. Now for the writing part, we want as much people as to write, but we have to be real. Some of you just don't know how to write. And we have courses for that. You have to also understand that if you don't know how to write, you also need to be receptive to being told that we're not going to publish this. Here's a couple courses that you could take. That is really like for a nominal fee, just like 27 bucks for you that that we we walk you through how to contribute a, a story from putting together your article, from breaking it down into as far as the brainstorming and getting started. So we have all of that for you. So that's the two ways. Hopefully I'm answering that correctly. The first one is, well, why should you read it? Because there's something that's unique for everyone on different aspects of their life, finances, what it's like and for your social life, what it's like transitioning in school. And it's not just the stories. It's also, and we have we need advertisers. That's how magazines go. So for those who are interested or know any other organizations or schools that want to advertise, the only way you're going to know what's out there is for something to be placed together for you. So the cool thing about MP Student is we came, I want to say came out of nowhere. And I say this out of in a historical sense and not being braggadocious, but you got you have to think about it. From the late 1960s all the way to 2018, which was when our inception occurred, there was no platform solely dedicated to MP students. That's why it was so easy for us to get our trademark. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Even though it took, you know, it take, we were, it takes a while for them to read through everything. But what, what people have to understand is now organizations, I have literally seen organizations try to target more. And when I say, I'm not talking about the small businesses like mine, I'm talking about larger organizations that are like, oh yeah, now let's let's talk about MP students and this is what we have for them. This is, that's not how it works. If you're focused specifically 
on the nurse practitioner profession, you can't just squeeze MP students in there. MP students is a niche itself. And it takes one who's been working and doing it for the past three years to understand that there are so many needs for nurse practitioner students that most individuals are not aware of. It's not just the preceptorship, landing a preceptor. It's how do you go about your your day-to-day with the preceptorship? What do I wear? That's what magazines do. That is not like journals focus (laughs) on the research aspect, which is good. Hey, I've contributed to journals. I've been published in a nursing textbook through Springer. So the thing is, the reason why I could stand so confidently and say that this platform is great is because I've actually experienced and tapped into everything that most people want to do. Most individuals like, well, how do I get pu- how do I publish get published in a nursing book? We have that information for you. How do I get published in a scholarly journal? We have that for you too. But when you want to build a portfolio and have versatility, you contribute to a magazine just for fun. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And you know, something that is, I think, unique about your platform compared to some other educational or content platforms that I've come into contact with, Mm -hmm. you know, you are an NP running a magazine for NP students, right? You're not a pharmaceutical company. You're not like a big corporation Mm -hmm. that has an ulterior motive or some sort of conflict interest, because those things do exist. You know, there are platforms out there that we use that if you dig deep into what those businesses are and who they're funded by Mm -hmm. um, and who pays their paychecks, the answer is, you know, pharmaceutical companies, organizations, not the everyday person who really has your professional and personal interest in mind. And I, I really think you know, kudos to you for that, for building what feels more of like, um, I don't want to say grass. Well, I guess I'll say grassroots. Yeah, it is grassroots. Um, That's perfect. Type of, yeah. type of, <laughs> type of platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and something I want to ask for listeners who may not have heard of NP Student Magazine, how do I read it? Do I subscribe? Does it come in the mail? Is it online? Tell me more about that. Yeah. So um, right now we are, we just segue back into our digital flip issue. So for that, you can go to npstudentmag.com. Either way you go, we have like (laughs) so many domains. So there's npstudentmagazine.com for the online where you could just see the beginning of the story and then purchase the the remaining of it for our flip issue. Or you can actually go to npstudentmag.com. And so what happened is we used to have it as a, because I wanted it to be complimentary, but according to the powers that be, (laughs) which is called the team, um, (laughs) it's not going to help us sustain our platform. So that's why we switch to having a price for it. There's, it's a quarterly issue magazine. The next one comes out. So we just had an anniversary issue and then we, um, in January, one will come out and then there'll be one in April and then there'll be one in July and there'll be one in October. What we're trying to do is be consistent with October always being an anniversary issue, our July being back to school and our April, which I'm so excited (laughs) about the cover photo contest that we're doing this year for that one to always be for grads where we could highlight what do you do next? So they need to know about like the MP Society. They need to know about Berkeley and Fitzgerald and the nursing studio, like where do they, where do I go to take 
my um, to practice for the exam for preparatory. So I said a little bit extra there, but that's where we are. The issue right now is uh, $9.99 per issue, which I feel is very comfortable. Um, if you were to catch us when we have those like flash sales um, where you can get four issues where you sign up front, you can get them for, um, we had the lowest at $29.97 for four issues. That means you would get one free, but normally it's at like $39.96 or something like that. So that's how it works. And then in there, you see stories, you see advertisements of different small businesses. We're shooting for larger uh, sponsorship because that's what this year is about, like for us to really take it to the next level. So that's it. <laughs> awesome. I think that's great. And, you know, of course, we would all love, we as business owners, as small businesses, would love to do what we do, you know, as price accessible for our users as possible. Uh, but I, I don't think that we need to feel bad about right. charging for our services because it keeps us in business, right? Like yes. we need to be able, you know, if you're doing this as even just part-time, you know, if you're taking away from your potential clinical job to to do this, or if even this is a full-time venture for you, you know, if we can't fund it, then it's a hobby, not a business, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting that you said that because in the beginning where it was like, we were navigating and trying to decipher, I really want to share this news because it's exciting. All of those interviews and everything, there are people watching you. So I want people to understand there. So show up every day when you start a business. And like Amanda says, and, and not a hobby, <laughs> show up every day, do the best that you can. Don't be afraid to ask for help because this as always, and my life has always been this way. Things always unfold to something else. So now I have been offered a, cause I'm hanging up my stethoscope. I've been offered a position to serve as a producer because that's what I've been doing with a magazine and doing interviews for so long. So now I'm producing a show here in Georgia through Georgia Public Broadcast, and that's exciting. And then I have another opportunity that comes up with collaboration that I'll be doing with another major outlet. But that's exactly my path unfolded exactly like I figured it would once I surrendered to it. And so now what I want individuals to understand that even though with the platform, I try to make the, the prices very economical for individuals, but what happens is the more people like Amanda and myself, we put ourselves out there, the price increased because of the type of skills that we have and the expertise, not just, and oftentimes People just get so familiar. They're like, well, she's a nurse just like me. Like, like, no, let's be real. She's not just a nurse. You know, she started a platform from the ground up called the Resume RX and helps like thousands of individuals be able to land their dream job. And like, there's so much that comes with that. And that's what individuals don't understand. And sometimes the background work, and that's why I'm sharing this, I may not display or post some of the background contracts that I do. But those are the things where I know that I bring a lot to the table. Mm. Okay. So I don't know any other nurse who produces right now. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Um, I know Nurse Alice does some amazing things. I love her. But it's just right now, 
I don't know any other nurse who's like full-fledged in media that has a magazine, that interviews, like that does all of this stuff. It's a lot. It's an enterprise. It's not just (laughs) one small (laughs) business. It's a whole platform. So yes, I agree, um, Amanda, with everything that you said, because it's like after this year, you know, my prices are going to jump. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Because, you know, y'all, I've been shooting for a particular platform. And once you see that name, everything. (laughs) 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 But yeah, but ultimately my goal is for the magazine to really be a, I really would like for schools to get on board, for schools to cover the subscribership so students could really get it. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what, that is my dream. So if there's anyone out there who can help me achieve my dream, please hit me up. (laughs) Yes. Love it. You got to speak it into existence and also not be afraid to to ask for what you want, which is what you just did. (laughs) You know, like, I think that's such a great point to see in action. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's some, whether we're talking about Mm -hmm. someone landing a job and and saying, hey, this is my dream place to work. Can anyone introduce me to anyone? You just did the exact thing. And and, and that's how, that's how we get these opportunities, right? Because if it all just stays in our head, then we're not taking action to move it forward. So, um, I think that's wonderful. I'm so happy for your this new was fun, Amanda. opportunities. You <laughs> um, so I'd love to know what else are you excited for in 2022? Any other big projects, um, big news? What would you like to share about that? Let's see. So the biggest news about is about that the production is really for a lawmaker show at, with Georgia Public Broadcast. So I get to be down at the Capitol again. Um, this time I'm not interviewing anyone. <laughs> I'm actually setting it up so they can be interviewed by um, our wonderful hosts. So that's exciting, exciting because that's a new opportunity for me on a larger scale. And then I will be doing another uh, collaborative with a one of our local uh, local correspondent. I can't release you know the the full details now, but that's in the works. It's really exciting uh, to collaborate with this individual and for us to really bring more awareness of the traumas that are connected to being first responders. Oftentimes people come to me and they're like, oh, you experienced trauma. And I'm like, well, that trauma is a little bit different. (laughs) I was like, I'm talking about the fact that, you know, we nurses just, not just nurses, the whole healthcare team just experienced watching people die after like death after death after death after, like there's no way you can process that Mm -hmm. like overnight. That's so traumatic. I was not there as a first responder as far as um, in, in, in practice uh, in, at the hospital. So I didn't witness that. But that doesn't mean I don't empathize with those individuals. So how that works is correspondents are also first responders. And they cover the news footage as far as what's going on, the deaths. And also we just left a year of global reckoning with them talking about George Floyd and just the whole thing. And that's just, it, that carries a whole energy uh, itself to talk about racial reconciliation. And so it's just, it's a whole energy. Um, my viewpoint is a little different because I did some exploration with that when I put a, um, did a course together called, Are We Missing the Person Rethinking Race Across the Nursing Profession? And through that journey of doing that, because I also had a book that I was forming from it, but I had to take a break from writing that book. One of the things is when you get down to the history and as far as all the things that's happened and just the whole race, 
it could put you in a place that's of depression, right? And and I say this in a way because I have to only stand in my truth. And that was one of the ways that my mentor told me, stand in your truth. So being Western and American, I had the opportunity. I grew up, most people don't like the word privilege, but I think I grew, grew up, even though I experienced challenges with violence from my dad, I grew up very um, affluent, having access to things. So I'm a classically trained pianist. I started at five and stopped at, I stopped when we moved, I think I'm 15 did pageants, like all this stuff on piece of paper that actually looks good, but it's just saying that I happen to be exposed to some opportunities. Well, one of the things is some of the things that I experienced as a Black woman may not be the same thing that a Black woman from South Alabama experienced. It's just different. So I had to take a step back and make sure that when it comes about, and I got this from Abraham Hicks. Um, it's her, This they're, they're cool. They talk about laws of attraction. So one of the things that I got from Abraham, um, it's, it's Esther, and I forgot her husband's name, but they came up with this Abraham Hicks thing, Laws Attracting Attraction. If I stay focused on we need to um, get rid of this and get rid of that and get rid of that, that type of energy is going to just function in a way where it's always like anger and pointing blame and whatever, whatever. So during this time where I took a step back, I realized, well, how about why, why not we just highlight the great things that um, have been done with just different work, races working together? And then the thing is, with me being West Indian in Jamaica, our motto is out of many one people. So we're mixed up like crazy. So individuals who see me, they know I have something in me and I do have something in me and I know what it is. Right. So I have freckles, but then I'm, you know, my other cousins who don't have as much black as I do because my mom is black. They have the red hair, the blue eyes, the this, the blonde hair and all that stuff. So I say all of that, that for us, we also have to be mindful of what we're saying because it's almost like you're talking bad about yourself because some of us are mixed up with everything. I have cousins who are Chinese Jamaican. So I can't have no Asian hate, you know? (laughs) So I say all of that. I'm really prefacing everything that if we come in a place of, and that's what I'm changing up in the book, I'm starting to talk about all the opportunities that I had that just happened to be connected to individuals who did not look like me. So if I go with that approach and say it does exist, how about we talk about what does exist Mm. and shed a light on that? And so what does exist now from there, how do we continue? And that's where that nursing with intention initiative came about that we launched in 2020 about, Hey, we know, we know, and there is a, there's a pledge. So that's another call to action. Please sign up with that pledge so we can get other nurses throughout across the nation on board. We know that everyone experiences not the same when it comes to racial, the, to, to um, health equity. And like, we're, we're trying to get health equity, but when it comes to racial discrimination and so forth, we know everyone experience is not the same. And for that, all I'm asking is for people to take the time to reflect and listen. So when someone brings something up, you know, be open and listen and say, hey, I hate that that happened to you. What can I do? Or teach me more so I could teach another person who doesn't look like you so they don't do that. That's what we do. Let's shine a light on really what's going great. If we keep going backwards, the backwards part, because I mentioned with the history, you have to know the history so we don't repeat it. So I, that's important. Okay. But Moving forward, it's important that we shine a light on what's working. And just real, you know, real quick, when I think about 
you know, like all of my scholarship opportunities where I did um, for my undergrad, I had a public speaking scholarship, which is called forensics. There's three different types of forensics. So you got public speaking and then you have forensics like in the hospital where you're dealing with correctional people. And then you have forensics where people die and you <laughs> do the cadaver stuff. So three th different types of forensics. And so the individual who identified with me to do that happened to be a Caucasian male in South Georgia. Okay. So that's one. The individual who selected me for my internship, where I was able to become a published author before I even got my four-year degree, happened to be another Caucasian male. The individual who mentored me and still mentors me to this day, she's how I learned about nurse practitioner, nurse practitioners, because she's the first nurse practitioner I met and she pretty much groomed me. She happened to be a Caucasian female. So I'm not saying this in a way for people to misunderstand me and say that I'm a sellout because I'm not. You know, I'm definitely a proud Jamaican. But I will talk about the fact that if you navigate through life constantly focusing on division, then you that is what's going to manifest. But if you navigate life just saying, hey, you know what? I'm the bomb.com. People going to like me. Things going to attract to me because that's the energy I put out there. What happens is the universe just happened to use those individuals and they happen to have that shell for their skin color, but it could have been anyone. So that's why it's so important not to be so attached with being us against them, because I think you'll miss out on some fabulous opportunities. And that's all I wanted to share. So when you get a chance, go visit nursingwithintention.org and sign that pledge. Because I mean, there's a whole bunch of other things there as well. We have the course, but it's really to take some time to really think about like, how do we move forward as healthcare providers, especially with, um, what's his name? Rittenhouse. That's what's his last name? The guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, he, he wants to be a nurse. And I'm like, mm, not nah, like, mm, you need to take my course. Let me sit. Let me, <laughs> I'm like, scrappy dude, let me at him. <laughs> Let's sit down and have a conversation. Let's get to the root because he's still technically young. Anyone who's in their 20s, like now that I'm in my 40s, I always say anyone who's in their 20s and they're so fixated on just division and race, those were learned behaviors. So let me at him. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing your thoughts on that, really. Okay, and, no problem. <laughs> and no, and you pointed out something that I also truly believe, which is what we focus on expands. Um, oh God, yeah. So yeah. I think that, you know, what you explained is a really, really great example of that. So yeah. So yeah. Thank you. Um, so we're gonna wrap things up and I want you to share with the fine listeners where they can learn from you, connect with you, follow you, so that we can include all these links in our show notes so that people can can learn more from your from your awesomeness. Okay, good. So for more on MP Student Magazine, where we're keeping you updated with every aspect of your life in and out of school, you can follow us on IG and Facebook at NP Student Mag. That's at NP Student Mag. For more on self, love, relationships, and business, follow me at Dr. Patrice Little. That's at Dr. Patrice Little. And other than that, Subscribe today to MP Student Magazine. I'm telling you, things are unfolding. It's unbelievable and it's blowing my mind. So it's about to blow yours too. Thank you for I having me, it. Amanda. I love it. Thank <laughs> you for your stories, for your authenticity, for your relatability. It's just, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. So thank you so much. Thank you. 
Well, that does it for today. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you have found today's episode helpful and you would like to support the Nurse Becoming podcast, I invite you to buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash nursebecoming. I appreciate your support. This helps me create more content for you to enjoy and benefit from in the future. Also, would you consider giving me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already? It will truly help other nurses find the show and know that it's worth listening to. For more information about this episode, as well as a place to submit your questions or suggestions for future episodes or guests, head to nursebecoming.com. I can't wait to connect with you soon. And until next time, remember, I am always rooting for you.